0: Alrighty everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, bringing you another episode of Monday Madness on October 3rd, 2023. I thought for sure this had to be one of Colorado's warmest Septembers on record. After all, we just got into October and the leaves have just started to turn down here on the plains. Everything I hear on the news references record-breaking heat waves and unprecedented weather patterns, so I decided to do a little digging. Turns out it was only the 8th warmest September. The highest-ranking years are between 2015 to 2021, but years 5, 6, and 7 are 1948, 1981, and 1931, respectively. Strange to think that this September was beat out by one from 1931, but I think I'd probably better move it on before I get accused of, say, cherry-picking data or ignoring very alarming recent trends because, let's face it, I'm no meteorologist. I'll stick to what I know and we'll move on from the realm of meteorology to energy by reviewing some of the biggest energy news and most impactful statistics. Commodity prices are starting to cool off from their incredible sprint up a mountain. Early last week, WTI jumped up to $95 before dropping back down to about $92. The price then took a sharp drop on Monday to a little bit less than $88 before bouncing back up to $90, about where it's at right now. I still believe $90 is an appropriate floor because while the return was not as fast as I expected, it still got there. We will have to see how the rest of the week plays out, but I'm still remaining optimistic despite an aggressive $15 run-up in a month. Brent is staying committed to the same big movements, but the spread is incredibly... I don't know, wacky? At one point last week, the spread was 68 cents. I can't recall the last time it was that narrow. It has since spread apart, but not by much. At this moment, we have a spread of $1.42. That is insane. It certainly helps WTI as it appears to be a better import for the rest of the world when the spread is that narrow, which will likely bring both of the prices back up until they spread back apart. Keep an eye on this because this is different than anything we've seen in at least a few years. Natural gas has been spending some more time higher and higher in price, and it seems like we are seeing a trend for the past couple of months that is actually headed upwards. Well, comparative to before, it's pretty easy to have anything better than flat. At the moment, it's about 2940 nine forty, and I think a steady $3 should not be too far into the future if it gets chilly. I didn't think I would say this anytime soon, but... <laughs> I am excited to see what natural gas has in store for us. Next up is the rig count. Another rather disappointing week is we dropped seven rigs, bringing us to a total of 623, which is 142 fewer than we had this time last year. Basin by basin, the Williston and Mississippian each gained one. This is now the only rig in the Mississippian. Otherwise, the Granite Wash and Marcellus lost one, while the Permian lost five. It feels like rigs in the Permian have been dropping like flies, but the year-over-year change is only 32 fewer. State-by-state, New Mexico is up 2, while Louisiana and North Dakota are up 1. Pennsylvania is down 1, Oklahoma is down 2, and Texas is down a whopping 8. The Gulf has been pretty quiet for a while, but they put up a rig too. Of the rigs being laid down, we are losing fierce ones making horizontal holes and looking to oil. The last time we had this many rigs was actually on the way back up from the total destruction due to COVID back in February of 2022. This is an incredibly strange thing to see. We had one big positive week in recent memory, but outside of that, rigs are damn near on the endangered species list. This on its own is nothing too insane, but usually it's not something you see when we have $90 oil prices. People are just afraid to put more money into oil right now because we've been reminded very violently, mind you, that the good times really don't last, especially under current administration. Folks aren't confident that we will see good prices too far into the future, and I can't say I blame them. I believe this only adds fuel to a soon-to-be very exciting fire of amazing oil prices, so let's keep our fingers crossed. Our last statistic to review is Thirsty Thursday, which we publish every week on www.rarepetro.com. And I gotta say, I think it's one of the best damn inventory reports on the internet. If you missed it last week, here's the skinny. The EIA continues to make meek predictions for drawdowns and anticipated a 1.3 million barrel drawdown. The true data exceeds expectations as they saw even greater at 2.2 million barrels. The API predicted a 1.65 million barrel draw, but ended up reporting quite the opposite. A 1.6 million barrel build that came right out of left field, and a significant contrast to the EIA's data. While the API would disagree, the EIA believes that we are still solidly within that few-week draw and single-week build pattern. If that remains true, we should expect to see another draw next week, API be damned. Total motor gasoline inventories increased by 1 million barrels over the last period, which is a good point of news because prices seem like they are headed in the same direction. Up. We are approaching the midpoint of the historical five year range, which should help promote some increased price stability, but at this point, California and Mississippi retain their respective crowns of most expensive and cheapest gasoline at 6,032 and 3,255. Note that California gas prices went up over 21 cents in just a week and exploded past $6 a gallon. The national average fared much better than California as it actually decreased by about 3 cents. Even diesel dropped a cent and a half. Distillates are breaking into historically normal territory as the bottom drops out for this time period as distillates go relatively sideways. Propane should be hitting its peak any second, but it is possible it continues to go a bit higher, and we set new short-term historical highs. At the moment, it seems like it's beginning to flatten out, but it did fake us out back in August, so no one can be too sure yet. But that brings us to the end of our statistics. Time for the stories, starting with one from India. All too often, we read stories from the West, Europe, and U.S. alike about the strive for green and renewable energy. We seem to forget that we aren't the only variables in the equation, but countries like India and China are just not going to play. India, for example, their largest power company controls a good deal of coal production, all vertically integrated. They recently reported an 83% increase in coal production for the first half of the fiscal year, and for a good reason. Coal still generates 70% of India's electricity, and that's no small amount. If anything, their consumption will go up even more as dispatch for coal has gone up 94% in recent months. This comes as no surprise to India because their officials brazenly predicted an increase of power generation from coal to meet rising power demand. There's just no way to get around it, folks. If you need electricity for 1.4 billion people and you need it now, you use conventional energy. This past summer, they were short on electricity as it got hot and everyone cranked the AC. I wonder what that would be like if you put 1.4 billion folks through rolling blackouts. While the rest of us send billionaires and politicians to climate summits, India sits at home allowing their power company's chairman to say, quote, the coal phase out in India will take two to three decades, if not more, end quote. We can identify all sorts of climate goals and metrics, but I guarantee you it all becomes a moot point when India is generating most of 73 gigawatts of power with coal. At that point, one of the best things you could do for the climate is to switch to oil. But I imagine India is avoiding that for the time being so that they can protect themselves from price shocks, especially since they have so much coal. If climate activists want to do something meaningful, they should stop sitting in the streets of England and see what they accomplish in India. Actually, no, that is a terrible idea. If you aren't an activist and listening, please don't expose yourself to that because I think it would not be appreciated. Next, it's time to talk about some general maintenance. The fall will see a bunch of refinery capacity going down for said maintenance. 2.5 million barrels per day of capacity, to be exact. It's being described by Bloomberg as the heaviest maintenance season since before COVID, with an 11% increase of offline capacity since the last record. This will probably do nasty things to all types of commodities. Distillates could severely decrease despite being already low, and gasoline sure ain't getting cheaper. And if it is, it's only by a couple of cents, and if it's not, it's because you live in California. The good news that comes out of this is that it could decrease domestic supply of propane. That has been at relative highs due to great international demand, so people are really churning that out. The most entertaining thing to watch will be Gavin Newsom blowing a gasket in California as gasoline runs up to 6 dollars 5 a gallon in a short time frame. The new fuel watchdog agency will certainly have its work cut out for it. I know refinery maintenance has to happen eventually, and this has been planned for months, if not over a year, but this has got to be one of the worst times to do so. Fingers crossed, folks, and go and fill out your tanks sooner rather than later. But that is all we've got for today. If you need more, you know where to find it www.rarepetro.com is the place to go for independent research, great podcasts, and a fantastic set of video interviews with some of the most interesting players in the industry. We've also got a great influx of news from some of our favorite sources. Otherwise, we have a large backlog of content from this very podcast. This has been Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, and until we see you next time, take care, everybody.